0: hi welcome to teshuva return and reboot where we explore reflections on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change it's been my privilege to join you on this journey please reach out with any questions comments or insights at sarna.michelle at gmail.com Today, I wanted to share an insight that was shared by Dr. Eli Kranzer at his priestly concert at HIR. And he spoke about the concept of teshuva, return, um, referring to returning habayta, la shuv habaita. And he spoke about the song of Yishai Rebo, which I strongly suggest you listening to, um, and how part of the concept of teshuvah refers to returning to that which is familiar, to that which feels like home. Um, and if you look closely at the lyrics, um, it, the lyrics describe the time has come to wake up, to leave everything, to overcome, to return home, not to search for any other place. The time has come to change. Even if we've missed a few stops, you can get off. There's a train going back to the neighborhood. Everything is possible, but if there's a will, the searcher always finds, even if he finds himself somewhere at the far end. The door of heaven never lock. When a son calls, he is rescued. The Father in heaven arrives. Even if we've done something wrong, he forgives and pardons. He stretches out his hand to assist and in his mercy gives the strength to fix and return to him. The time has come to regret. If you've already fled from the wrong, if you once took, then now take in order to give. There, this is the time to draw close, not to fear from the pain. And if you're giving, then give with all your heart. So um, so the beautiful song refers to what it means to return home and figuratively to return to our relationship with a Baruch Hu, with God. It also... Um, refers to actual like returning to home. And, um, Dr. Kranzer spoke about the power of returning to a prayer community. And especially after COVID has shaken up the fabric, um, or infrastructure of a lot of our prayer communities, I think where many of us are questioning or, or thinking about the power of the, our prayer communities in our lives. So there's actually powerful research that speaks about the the power of praying with a community um, and returning to that home, so to speak. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal in May 2020 that spoke about the science of prayer. And it actually cited a lot of research that statistically um, Google searches for prayer and interest in prayer has really skyrocketed since the beginning of Corona. And perhaps that's because of the people's perception of isolation, perhaps it's because people's angst and facing their f- finitude um, for the first time in a deep way. Um, but there's been a lot of evidence that there's been a spike in interest in prayer. Now, one of the avenues of researching in prayer is looking at the power of the group. Um, and there is inter- it's interesting that researchers found that a group that practiced spiritual meditation showed greater decreases in anxiety and stress and more positive mood and were also able to tolerate more pain. um, when, For example, when they were asked to put their hands in an ice water bath. So from the article, some studies who study prayer believe that people who pray are benefiting from a feeling of emotional support. And they say, imagine like you're carrying a heavy backpack, hour after hour, it starts to feel really heavy and very hard to lift. But if you can hand it off to someone else to hold for a while, then it feels lighter when you pick it up again. And um, Amy Wacholtz, who's a professor of clinical health psychology at University of Colorado, says that when you're praying with a group, it lets you share the load and it lets you put down your burden for a bit and rest and have the collective hold it for a little while. Um, Another benefit of praying in a community or using the same liturgy or text year after year is that it fosters connection with generations of people who have prayed before us which is also a way of feeling part of a bigger community not just um not just with the people that are with us but the people that came before us and will come after us um so i've been privileged i i of sharing kind of of experiencing both of those benefits of Being in a community that could share each other's burden and also being in a community that's um, intergenerational, where you recognize the power of people that have lived through a lot, praying the same words in many different experiences throughout their life, um, as well as with young children. And I actually um, vividly remember Rabbi Avi Weiss saying that when he was asked for um, permission for people in the community to start a Young Professionals Minion, and my husband was a rabbinic intern, he felt very passionately that it was very important that a community that prays together be intergenerational. And he would often say that there are those who are sick and, are yet, and those who are not yet sick, those who are old and those who are not yet old. And I remember when I was younger, my father actually had the very undesirable job of doing the seating arrangement for the Yamim Noraim at Yengezerov Woodmere, and um he it was so it was such a stressful job and colour kavo to my dad that he took this on, and inevitably his own family ended up being split up because um he had to prioritize so many other people's requests and it wasn't always awesome to be separated from my mom and sisters, but I also remember sometimes being, often being embedded next to people who were elderly or people who were younger or people who were at midlife. And it really, it really gave context to my prayer, having people that were at very different stages of life, who had very different types of requests and challenges that they were bringing before God and yet using the same text, um, that was a real, very powerful, and feeling like we could all carry each other's hopes and challenges, even if we couldn't truly understand what other people were going through. Um, and at NYU, uh, my husband and I have been um, privileged to be involved in uh, student minyan, and which also incorporates young professionals and every year we you know students are invited to share and it's a very kind of collaborative empowering service for the students and young professionals and people really share challenges that they've gone through or big parts of their journey and sometimes it's the first time they're sharing it with the community even if it's a community that they've been embedded in for years and i remember one year this really amazing talented student shared the story of her parents tragic death and how when she was in high school she suddenly lost both of her parents and how devastating that was and how her cousin's family took them all in and it happened to be that her cousin was also a student who was also praying in the same community and it was such a powerful moment because um, this very intimate bond between the cousins was then really shared and this very tragic experience um, was really shared and and carried by the whole community, and even more so, we were all lifted so much by what the student had endured and the types of the way that she was able to invest in. Le- leading a meaningful, productive, and beautiful life after such tragedy, and the way her cousin and um, their family had really embraced them. And it was really powerful. So um, I hope for all of us that as we're, we're, we're into the, the slicho mode and we're gearing up for the yamim no ra'im, that we're all able, in a safe and healthy way, to tap in, to what it means to Lashuv HaBayta, to communities that really help us feel um, that we are carrying each other's hopes and prayers during this time. Have an amazing day.